0: Hello all, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's National Recovery Month, and I have dedicated this show to provide encouragement, help those in recovery, help those in need, or those that are just sober curious, and also share the help available for the families. I celebrate seven years of sobriety on October 4th, and making a decision to stop drinking or asking for help is extremely difficult. We all have our own rock bottoms, and mine came after trying to cope from my childhood trauma with alcohol and a victim mentality. Once I was able to put down the drink and work the 12-step program, my life changed. There are so many miracles in sobriety, and I share this through my book. And I do this through stories of my abuse, alcoholism, and sobriety, and I offer an educational approach for others seeking help in sobriety, spirituality, and healing. That is what I want to give to others through my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. We first get truly inspired by actor Chris Browning. You may know him from the hit series, Bosch, or as Teddy Vogel, the leader of an LA-based motorcycle gang on the hit streaming Netflix series, The Lincoln Lawyer. Chris shares his empowering story of recovery. He says he went through 20 detoxes, 20 arrests, five rehabs, and he also says he could not even get 90 days sober. He then got sober in 2004, and he has stuck with it it is stories like these that help others know that they are not alone and even when you don't think it's possible the miracle happens lastly we meet american pop icon taylor dane and the founder of ladies who rock for a cause sharon leah sharon has been helping women in crisis since 2015 and continues her efforts with the upcoming ladies who rock for a cause fifth annual musical festival we will then learn more about the mission of this incredible foundation the passion behind it and why Taylor Dane feels so connected to this organization. Now, let's meet these incredible guests and hear their stories of hope. I now speak with actor Chris Browning, and we may know him from Bosch or as Teddy Vogel, the leader of a Los Angeles-based motorcycle gang on the hit streaming Netflix series, The Lincoln Lawyer. And Chris is here to tell us his incredible story of recovery. So welcome to the show, Chris. Great to have you.
1: Great to be here. Thank you for asking me.
0: Listen, I've started watching The Lincoln Lawyer. It's pretty awesome.
1: It is pretty awesome. It's a pretty yeah. awesome show.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, and you guys are, you know, hitting it out of the ballpark. So, congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. I'm just glad we're coming back for, for season two. And, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. Just a lot more Teddy Vogel in season two, so I'm all about it.
0: We need more Teddy Vogel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I like that. I like that. Let's start that one. Um, but you know, it's recovery month and, and I've dedicated this show to recovery and October 4th, I actually celebrate about seven years. So I'm so grateful to have on those that are sharing their stories like you, Chris. So let's talk about where this all started. I know, you have a a situation that happened with your, your sister and I'm so sorry um, when she was 27. And so let's talk about where you were at and what age and what happened when your, your sister passed away.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just already a fledgling alcoholic for sure, but Mm -hmm. I, I was high functioning. I, I did, I did really well in school and in sports and, and when, and when this when time allowed it i drank and when i drank i was the guy that you had to tell me what i did last night you know and and, uh my sister my younger sister meredith she was um year and a half younger than me and and she was also um really bad alcoholic she was drinking like a half gallon of vodka every day and Mm -hmm. and uh so you know it didn't come out for a while but she had been uh sexually abused when she was younger and it didn't come out until she was older and uh and you know i had a lot of a lot of survivor guilt behind it because you know she she uh, like i should have seen it i should have known you know one of those kind of things and yeah and uh and, and it was someone in the in the AA community too, so it was it was like a it was you know I just didn't like anything to do with recovery and you know, people so called sober people. I just had a real resentment for the whole recovery world, and uh, yeah. and and I just took when she, when when she died. I just kind of took my disease into another gear. I I just I didn't care about about functioning. I, I was gonna. I was going to take in whatever I could, you know, alcohol, drugs, people yeah. People would say, Hey man, if you keep going like this, you're going to die. And I'd, I'd say when
0: you say that your disease, like really kicked in at that point and you didn't care anymore. So what happened from that point on? Uh, I mean, like i know you you were still working how are you still working what were you what was life like for you at that time
1: well as luck or bad luck would have it i i got a lead in a miniseries in russia and and well it was russia and the ukraine for for 13 months and mm. it was this action thing set in the 1860s and and, and i couldn't I, I could drink as much as I wanted. And I wanted to drink a lot. And, and, uh, you know, the cast and crew drank. And as long as you could do your job, nobody cared. And the camera truck was like a rolling bar. And if you couldn't find Chris, look in the camera truck. And wow. that's where I was. And I, I was drinking so much that that they had these half liter bottles, 500 milliliter bottles, yeah. that you just pull the oil top off, there's no way to reseal it, which tells you a lot. And, and that's what I started my day with, I would chug one of those in the morning and then bring another one to set. And, and, you know, because there was never any stuff like we're doing here, where you're having mm-hmm. intelligent conversation. I could be wasted because I'm, I'm swimming in the black sea in February and, and, you know, and, and you know, just like I was with, gonna, yeah.
0: Line. I was gonna ask you how are you remembering your lines, like
1: didn't have many, didn't have many. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm on horseback all the time, and and you know, it's just the the kind of stuff that I could do drunk, and right, and uh, you know, it was it was killing me. By the end of those 13 mm-hmm. months, I was peeing blood. You know, I peed oh blood, and yeah you know, and that's, that's what was happening to my sister. And when she was close to the end, you know, so I knew I was swirling pretty close to the drain. And, and, uh, you know, when I got back, I had a, a lot of money. I had no, no expenses. And so I've been accumulating all this money. And, and I got this beach house in Malibu and, and, and jumped into another uh sitcom. Uh, and it was a regular on a, on a baseball sitcom, which would be like my dream gig because I play baseball and, and mm-hmm. we're filming every week down in Angel Stadium. And, and it was so much fun, but it's, but it was so easy that, you know, I could drink through that too. I mean, you had like four, four hour rehearsal days and, you know, and, and yeah. so I was, I was hung over a lot, but, but uh, you know, I take some say, take some pain pills in the morning and go to work. And yeah, and, and it just, you know, and, but, but I was, I was headed downhill back and, and this is kind of a controversial thing, I guess, but I, 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 I truly believe that uh, heroin probably saved my life because I, I, you know, I always share that, that, you know, then I tried heroin once for six years and, and I forgot to drink, you know. It was in, in, yeah. in, in I'm puke and I'm puking blood and stuff, and and I tried heroin, and I was like, "This is all I want, and this is it." And so I went from the Malibu beach house to living in the bushes next to the four hundred five, way out wow. in the valley, out and out by Roscoe out there, because uh, for a brief time I was in Hollywood, but I kept going to jail all the time. You know, they would just you know, come up and say, let me see your eyes. You're going to jail, you know? So I yeah. went out there where nobody cared. And I spent six years living living on the streets. Well, half of that time was probably, probably you know, probably around three years of it was in LA County Jail.
0: listen, it sounds like, I don't know, life couldn't get much worse, but it w- so at what point did you say, I've got to make a change because there's so many people out there that are maybe not at that point, but they're so afraid. And like, how do I, how do I not drink? How do I not do this? Even if my life is out of control, right? Making that decision. And, and what do I do?
1: yeah Yeah. you know and and being in the recovery world you know that's a real common question and and yeah and uh <clears throat> i thought a lot about it i got i finally got off the streets in 2004 um but it it you know and i started you know trying and going to rehab and stuff like that in uh in 92 and when but in in 2004 i was done and I was finally willing to do the stuff people had been telling me for 12 years to do, but I, I would tweak it a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm smarter than that guy. You know, that guy, yeah. he he mows lawns for a living, you know, but what I couldn't hear was that he's got 20 years of sobriety and you can't get it 90 days, you know, and yeah. and, and then finally I just, I had enough willingness to just say, tell me, tell me what to do guys, and And I got to the 90 day point for the first time ever. And then that just, you know, started rolling into years and years, but I, I didn't, I, I, the amount of ego that I could retain, you know, even in, you know, I'm sitting in in rehab and I'm, you know, 60 pounds lighter than I am now. And I'm covered in, in abscesses and stuff from shooting Mm -hmm. drugs and dirty needles and, 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 uh, and it it just and I still knew more than that guy and I would still always go yeah but you know he needs to do all that but I'm you know I'm special and and what did it for me was talking to this guy who was this guy named Gus and and I'm I'm writing a book about it he's in this book too and and excuse me he he was talking to me one day another homeless guy and and most of the guys in this kind of so-called camp, you know, um, mm-hmm. next to the freeway were ex-cons. Guys have been in prison and then they let them out and they become absconders because, you know, mm-hmm. they, they and that was what Gus was telling me about. He goes, they're going to catch me again and I'm going to go back on a parole violation again for six months or a year. And then I'm going to get out and I'm going to run because. You know, I'm a dope fiend, man. That's that's what I do. I'm not trying to have a job and piss clean for the man and, and, you know, have an address and all that citizen stuff. You know, I'm I'm a drug addict. He must have been talking like me at some point. Yeah. In the the beginning, he probably thought he was passing through, too. So what happens if I wake up tomorrow and I'm talking like Gus? Like is mm-hmm. what I do, man. They're gonna, I'm going to go yeah. to jail again. I'm going to get out. I'm going to I'm going to get loaded because that's what I'm. I'm a drug addict. That's it. Well, then how do I get out of here? If I start talking like that, I'm going right. to die here. And yeah. that that scared me enough to to say, okay, guys, tell me. You, you want me to stand on my head in the corner naked? <clears throat> yeah, I'll do it. Tell me. I'll what do time. it. If there was
0: something that you could say to someone out there right now, that's Maybe teetering and are wondering that you know what can I do uh, to change my life, or even a family member. What would you say?
1: Well, I mean, you know, all those recovery bumper stickers are 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 there for a reason. You know, the the, the cliches are are real. It's it's it is a keep coming back kind of thing. Keep trying, keep trying. It's like you know the lottery slogan: you can't win if you don't play and and if and if you're not trying to get sober you're not going to get sober so yeah. you know you would mention not being you know c- comparing yourselves to people because you thought maybe you were more of a high bottom uh yeah. drunk right and and i wish to god i was a high bottom drunk i'd have you know 25 more years of of, of sobriety but i i had to prove all the things wrong and and the the best definition of the bottom I've ever heard is you, you reach your bottom when circumstances around you are declining faster than you can lower your standards. Mm, and that's, that's good. Yeah. That because you make yeah. all those lines in the sand and cross them and cross them and cross them, but yeah. to a point where it's like, I don't even, I my my my, my line rubbing hand is dire. I I can't do it anymore. And and yeah,
0: the next line is death. If I don't make a change. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's it's a simple, you know, recovery is a simple process for complicated people. And, and, and uh, we, we overcomplicate it. It's, it's real simple. I mean it comes down to, you know, find something to give credit to besides yourself, you know, Mm -hmm call it God or higher power or whatever, but yeah, trust God, clean house, help others. And that's yeah. it. And that's what I try yeah. to do on, on the daily. And you know, yeah. I, ask, I ask something to help me. I thank something for helping me. And and I keep my side of the street clean. And I help people when I can.
0: Absolutely. It is that simple. And I, I never thought I'd say it, but sobriety is a gift. There's so much magic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're yeah, definitely so, in the minority. I mean, most of us Yeah. Don't.
0: I know it's so true, but hopefully with our stories maybe we can touch someone and make a difference. So, thank you so much for coming on Wake Up with Marcy
1: Chris. Thank you.
0: Next up, we meet American pop icon Taylor Dane and the founder of Ladies Who Rock for a Cause, Sharon Leah. I'm so excited to now welcome Sharon, Leah, and Taylor Dane to the show. Welcome, ladies. So great to have you. Hi. Hi. So let's kick it off with speaking about Ladies Who Rock for a Cause. Sharon, you've been on the show before, and it's so great to have you back. And you now have your event coming back. And I'm just so excited to hear more about it. And for you to share with us exactly what it, what it is, where it is, and what's going on. So share a little bit about what is Ladies Who Rock for a Cause?
2: Oh, I mean, we are ladies who get on stage and we use our voices to help lift other ladies in need. That's like the short story. Thank you so much for having me back on. I really do love that um, uh, the short story, I guess, is Ladies Who Rock For Cause was formed in 2015 during my uh, battle with breast cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a fight long and hard for a lot of different reasons, and uh, I just knew it was in my heart to do something musical and to give back to other people who are suffering Um yeah, Ideally, it's about helping women who are facing those critical life changing moments that they're not prepared for our mothers, our sisters, our daughters, our girlfriends facing crises that no one can really plan for. And there's no one in the gap in those critical moments to just sort of like pull them out of that. You know, I mean, how many people do we talk to that experience that that situation? They're like, oh, my God, that happened. And there's mm-hmm. nothing there for you. There's, And I have experienced so many people that have come into my purview now that are sharing stories with me that blow my mind. And I'm like, yeah, Ladies to Rock for Cause is perfect for this.
0: Mm-hmm. So yes. that's what
2: we're doing. And we're amping up and hoping to soar this year with this great new, uh, wonderful outdoor festival and overcoming COVID and all that good stuff.
0: Right. We are back. And Taylor. So wonderful to have you here. I mean, what thank an you. honor. You are an incredible, credible ta- uh talent. And thank you. You are part of the show. I am. Yes. And I would love to hear.
3: I'm a virgin FYI. So just so yeah. it's
0: the first time. <laughs> first time.
3: So first what brought you ladies together and
0: why is this so important
3: to you, Taylor? Um, I can't say why things bring us together. I mean, I I always can say that um, when we're in them, um, you know, the world has opened up as a touring artist. I can promise you that, you know, we take these things really seriously. I'm asked to do a lot of different events and be -hmm. part of it, but um, this lineup is incredible and you're also seeing women support women. And, and that's always a good thing. Always. And, you know, when I get on the stage like that and I'm, sharing that platform with um, other ladies that I look over and I go, all right, damn, I'm happy. I'm glad we're here together. It um, it unifies us, you know, and I think that's what this event really signifies, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it was built from something, from an idea, from a concept of a young la- lady here that's telling you who went through a struggle and wanted to bring a lot of voices together and bring attention to it. So there you go. Yeah.
0: So Sharon, tell us a little bit about the the lineup and I mean, Taylor's super excited and we could all come just for her, but I know you've got a a lot more going on. So why don't you tell us about that? So first of all, we are
2: very excited to have you, Taylor. Um, Mm -hmm. We love your music and um, you are a, a person who believes in their voice and you know, I just, you are incredible. Um, and so I'm so happy that you're joining us as well. We have Tiffany, uh, as you guys know, and, uh, Jennifer, uh, Page. uh, of course, Sharon Leiband will be performing. There's a few other artists that will be performing as well. And, um, Yeah, it is a great way for all of us to come together no matter where we are in life Mm -hmm. or what our particular journeys are. We've been using our voice in one way or another to impact people. Mm -hmm. And that's what each one of these ladies has done and is doing. And that is why it is so powerful. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for everyone to see these ladies.
0: So you're talking about talent and what we have to bring to the table, right, as women and making a difference for each other and using our platforms to make such a big difference. And one of the things, um, Taylor, I watched your TEDx recently, uh, which was incredible.
3: And
0: you. you were talking about planting the seed. So why don't you tell us what exactly that means? And you have such an encouraging message through that.
3: Well, I think that the 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 Ted you're talking about is, is Ted Women. It was really um it was really a dynamic moment um where we had the Me Too voice going, we had you know Black Lives Matter. This was um it was a really there were a lot of women that were unifying and voices were coming together. And you know, there were also some hella women there, you know, uh just Elizabeth Lasser. I mean I, I can go on, but um I found that that moment was, um, six months of a real, um, intense book writing time. And, uh, I it was suggested to me to do a Ted talk prior to getting into finishing my, my book, which was ended up being tell it to my heart, how I lost my voice, found my shit and <laughs> conquered my fears. Um, yeah. and everybody has their personal journey. Every single yeah. human being has a personal journey, you know? Um, yeah. Whether it is a fight with breast cancer at some point, whether it is a, a fight with bowel cancer, whatever it's going to be. I mean, we can we could say those 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 obvious things. There's a health issue, but you know, it's how you grew up. It's where you grew up. And I was very vulnerable in sharing. Uh my younger, very formal years were not very fun to look at. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm-hmm. I got the planting of the seed for me was I was very fortunate. I was one of the fortunate ones that actually knew what they wanted at such a young age because I had to grab it, hold it, survive, anchor and go, don't leave me. Don't leave me. I was like holding onto a floating balloon and that is Mm -hmm. fame. And that is the the trick of fame. And that is also stardom and whatever you want to call it. But when you have option in life to, to actually anchor somewhere and choose a path, it's one of the most important things you can do. It's what people call, you know, finding your path, finding your purpose finding your, and that's, from there, it's everything has led to successes in my life. And more than that, it's allowed me to anchor, hold, and not give up.
0: Sharon, if you could just tell us um, when the event's happening, where it is, all of the specifics.
3: How do we spend money and bring up the, you know, because we all know these these monies are, these charitable, we got to get some tickets sold they could rock the donate button
2: which is on our website ladies who rock for a cause with the number four ladies who rock for a uh, rock that donate button um, you can also get your tickets on our website we want to see everyone showing up we all want you to
0: rock this event with us so thank you both so much for coming on wake up with marcy such a pleasure
3: Thank you. It's
0: a true
2: honor to be with both of
0: you. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank Thank you, Marcy. We appreciate you so much. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. What a truly impactful show. I want to thank Chris Browning, Sharon Leah, and Taylor Dane for being part of today's show. I know it has changed me. It has touched my life. And I hope that it's done the same for you. If you want to find out more about my guests, please check out wakeupwithmarcy.com or rewatch the episode or share with someone that you know that is in need and needs to hear these stories. Keep in touch with me on social media all week. And I look forward to seeing you next week as I continue the stories of recovery and helping those to know that they are not alone. Remember, be kind to yourself and kind to others. And I'll see you next weekend.